the, 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 this week on Homo Superior. Some, it's like the it's the Frodo of it all. Mm-hmm. It's the Luke Skywalker of it all. It's a Campbellian type hero, like somebody who has to take on this universe and be able to, you know, first reject their destiny and then ultimately embrace it and then be kind of this reluctant hero that ends up doing really well. What do you guys Nova. think of those three Ryan Krulls that killed Manifold? Uh, <laughs> you mean the guy with two eyes, the guy with sticks pointing out of his head, and that is Ryan creepy Krull. McLizard face? Let me <laughs> peek under your hood. Well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, where we always weave a dark web. Issue 263, I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this week, Wolverine has a flashback on Season 2, Episode 5 of X-Men, the animated series, or as we affectionately call it, Dat Tass, which has no meaning to the listeners. <laughs> Modoc is finally hitting the big screen in a way that we all care about. Kalen's <laughs> Daft Punk wall art fell. And it's a big week for the comics and a bigger week for the character Sublime and also, weirdly, Harry Leland. Uh, got <laughs> right. two. Is that mentions. a fat joke? He got two mentions. No, no. They, lots of lots of calls for that. All right, yeah. but first, some housekeeping. Uh, so we have our next creator crush coming up. Uh, we will be talking to the one and only Anthony Oliveira, who wrote one of my favorite stories in the Marvel Voices Pride from last year, uh, uh, Early Thaw. And he's written a lot of Young Avengers, mostly around Wiccan and Hulkling. Really excited to talk to him. We met him at FlameCon earlier this year. Just a, just a lovely guy. He's wild. He's wild. He's yeah. wild. He's great. He's got a really interesting perspective on queerness uh, in in the industry. So really, uh, very interested in getting into that. When like, we talk what to if him. Wolverine was friendly? That's Anthony. O'Reilly. Wolverine <laughs> is friendly. He just pretends to be gruff. Morph. No, no, he's <laughs> shitty sometimes. Wolverine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like, not Anthony. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I don't know. Maybe he is. We just don't no, know. Anthony Oliver is. But they're both Canadian. They are both Canadian. Go. So there is that. That's no. what I'm saying. Is that yeah. there's two types of Canadians in this world. Anthony Oliver and, and women. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Say it in French now because we're the Quebecois. Ooh. Um. <laughs> Um, I don't know. You got it. Um, yeah. um, je suis la juvie is I'm a girl. I'm a little girl. <laughs> Thanks, Muzzy. I was going to say, do you remember Muzzy? <laughs> everybody remembers that fucking line from that if you were born in the 80s. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been housekeeping. Yeah. Let's talk more about Wolverine and our <laughs> MCU Next TV. It's our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of MCU Disney Plus TV shows. And we digest entire seasons occasionally, never. Uh, but we know you guys can't wait to talk about a show that's been off the air for two decades. It's X-Men. Three decades. Come on, Brent. Three or two or three decades. <laughs> it's X-Men, Debt Tass, season two, episode five. Uh, Repo Men. Uh, Repo Man. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is really <laughs> embarrassing. Should we just cancel this episode? <laughs> Turn it off. We're dead just, for the no, week. you're fired, I think. Wolverine why finds you leave, Why don't you leave the TV to the pros? <laughs> we're going to celebrate cancel culture. Keep going, Brent. Wolverine finds himself... Oh, yeah. As a white man, I can't be canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finds it's himself. impenetrable. Yeah. Wolverine finds himself back in the arms of his ex-boyfriend, the Vindicator, and his creepy friends. They want him to work for them, but don't realize they're not a mega corporation paying minimum wage. Uh, does this story make sense at all? What the fuck is going on? I mean, it makes I always forget that Wolverine was a part of Department H. That's right. Stupid. <laughs> all Dumb. that matters. What do you think H stands for? Hung. How <laughs> and why? How did this <laughs> department get made? Um, all that matters is Puck is just my favorite. I'm but. not Weapon X anymore. <laughs> just call me Wolverine. So when Puck spoke, that's not how his voice is in my head. No, 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 no. no. Because it, actually Sasquatch's <laughs> voice is what Puck's voice should be. Holy really? shit. Sasquatch, whoever that voice actor is, can choke me out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Puck's voice, I mean... It was just like this squeaky little carny. Yeah. <laughs> like, Literally, it was it was as cliche um, as they could possibly get. Yeah. It really should be, uh, what's his face, who played Tyrion uh, Lannister. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, when he was 11 years old. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. So, 18. So thanks to recap. Who the... Can you Who's Alpha it, Flight? Who the fuck is why? Vindicator? And why... James Hudson. Why? Okay. Question well, I'm asking. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Asked and answered. Yeah. <laughs> and w- what the fuck did they do to North Star and Aurora? What do you mean what they did to them? They, they clapped a lot. Give them a break. <laughs> I don't know. They just seemed terrible. And are their powers like 
the, they're they're the, little wonder twinsy. The wonder yes. twins are yeah. what, what, at the, that point. The that's what they did a lot. They used yeah. them in that way. The yeah, whole, they did. The whole we have to hold hands in order for our powers to work. The whole cast is you could tell within seconds these are your C rank or D rank player. Like none of the designs are interesting. Everyone seems really generic. And it makes me feel bad about Why it. Why do we think we call that friend group Alpha Flight? <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> no, and I, always, I always call them Gamma Flight because I like Alpha Flight. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let um, people, let's let the listeners in on an inside joke of Kalen's, which is whenever he wants to describe it. I didn't come up with that a, a one. Group Somebody of friends else did. he doesn't like. He calls them Alpha <laughs> Flight. Uh, and I don't like that. Um, so my favorite character in Alpha Flight has always been uh, Snowbird. Oh, I like who, Snowbird. Who didn't say word Squawk. one in this thing. She <laughs> yeah. went like, yeah, yeah. She she was an owl for a minute. I love her. Yeah. She screamed once when Wolverine <laughs> threw her. I don't know. And that's, that's it, literally. I, I love that Shaman's last name is Two Young Men, by the way. It's <laughs> literally mean. Two Young Men. And I, I, as a kid, I was like, that's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was your sexual awakening. <laughs> yeah, it was. Shaman's I was like, man. not Havoc as Goblin Prince. <laughs> it was Shaman, Two <laughs> Young Men. You throwing get- some phallic vines at him yeah yeah exactly uh his first name is kneeling in front of yeah <laughs> oh my so God. in the comics wolverine was part of department h for canada canada is like sort of like intelligence slash covert agency oh like yeah a, you bet oh yeah they're we're like the mounties we'll always get our man we want to have a weapon it's irish yeah it's irish canadian um and so uh irish canadians are in like newfoundland and stuff there you go uh, and he was also uh, ostensibly a member of Alpha Flight. So uh, James Hudson and Heather Hudson, his wife, they kind of sort of adopted him when he was a feral whatever running around like the Canadian Rockies. So that's basically the background. So uh, Jane, is that her name? Heather. Heather. Uh, <laughs> Jane. <laughs> is there a person named Jane Hudson? He did Hudson? it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Just some white woman's name, so Jane. Is she... Is she a flat scan? Yeah, she just like the, a normal yeah. ass human being. The, the only <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jane Hudson, I forgot, um, is the character from <laughs> Baby, Baby Jane. What <laughs> 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 happened to Baby Jane? Oh my god, <laughs> Betty Davis is amazing character. You know what? If she was in this TV show today, best episode. You were ever. close. You were close though. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stupid right now. I'm stupid. <laughs> no, no, that's so good. Sorry, I'm screaming. Um, so I think the only mutants in Alpha Flight are Northstar and Aurora. I, Puck, they made a mutant at one point, and they retconned that he wasn't a mutant. At one point, know. he just had some weird wizard inside of him that made him short. Oh, I was uh, like, he's just like a buff person that like spins into balls. Yeah, but then they like did some mystical stuff. And at one point, they even made Northstar like an a fairy, almost. an elf and fairy. Who was dying of some oh, weird fairy disease. Yeah. And then there was like oh, a yeah. weird AIDS metaphor. Yeah, and you're like, was, no thanks. It was stupid, but a lot of retconning, but... Technically speaking, the only real mutant, Madison Jeffries, I guess, was what and part Diamond of Alpha Lil. Oh, God, I forgot all about Diamond Lil. Uh, but yeah, so Heather Hudson is, is not a mutant. Wild Child. Uh, oh, and Wild Child. God, like, that's much later Alpha Flight. But for this iteration. No, he of, started out in the first 10 issues, but he was part of Gamma Flight at the time, or Beta Flight, whichever the fucking one it was, Gamma Flight. In this animated episode right now, the only mutants that we know of are North Star and Aurora. So. And we've seen North Star. He was in that I- episode about the um, quote unquote Slave Island. Yeah. Genosha. <laughs> slave, <laughs> it's more of a peninsula. Still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slave Isthmus. Um. um. <laughs> Uh, so we also had um, basically no story about the continuing saga of Charles Xavier and Magneto really in the Savage Land. On. They introduced my favorite Savage Land mutate, Vertigo. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, they did. In this episode, and yeah. And her voice is wildly deep. Oh, yes. yeah. I was all oh. surprised at that it. one, too. I was into it. <laughs> Maybe that was supposed to be Puck's voice, and Puck's voice <laughs> was supposed to be Vertigo's voice, and they fucked up. They were like, we only have one script to read, and she's like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, that. you better share. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just obsessed with the way that the voice actor for, uh, for Charles Xavier says Magneto's name. Magneto! He pronounces every syllable as hard as possible. I will say it's funny rewatching that sequence of storyline because I remember as a kid, like I was on yeah. like fucking pins and needles every week being like, what new thing are they going to give me? What is this? What's going on? And now I'm just like, all right, this fucking thing drags out forever so until would, the end. Would you rather have what they've given us with the Savage Land as a like a continuing story yeah. or Dragon Ball Z 
where <laughs> or Goku <laughs> is running for miles and miles episode after episode oh my God. or two characters about to fight like that. You I think it's what's funny is like, yeah, this is the version of like an American television doing the equivalent of what Japanese and anime does all the time. But like or at least especially back then, which well, just stretches the fuck. Correct. Out and it's like but it's so funny that it's, like, it's still so succinct. Like, it's just incredible how much anime, especially before, used to get away with, like, in the 80s and 90s, where it was, like, they literally would be, like, 12 episodes of nothing happening. So, I think that I'd really like to see an X-Men show that is treated in the same way that, like, a Cartoon Network 10 or 11 minute TV show is, like, Adventure Time or something. Oh, yeah. Because the world is so big that you have this, like, fast pace. We're just jumping from thing to thing. Your slice of life stories. And, but the slice of life is just, like, absolute insanity. Yeah. I mean, it'd be good to do, like, well, I mean, to your point, like, not that they can't do it here, but it's like, if you, Krakoa, the Krakoa era would be great for that because they could tell bigger storylines over the course of multiple 12 minute episodes while also always still having, like, what else is happening at Blobs, the fucking Green Lagoon? You, like, and you don't have to resolve any of your conflicts. You just have people do crazy ass shit. They fight the Juggernaut in one episode, and then he runs away. Immortal, <laughs> and X- you hope that doesn't come back to haunt you. Immortal X Men might actually be really good for that because we'll get into this a little bit later on. But every issue has been focused on a different character. Yeah, and you could do eleven or twelve minutes based on that character. You could also do it a, a different way. You can like maybe if you're leading up to a fight, yeah. you can make it like an uh, eleven or twelve minute fight. The other thing is that uh, the advancements in storytelling for cartoons have been, are so much further than where this was, and it's very disappointing to see someone like the Vindicators' like attitude. Like I could just extract whatever I want from Wolverine. If you gave him a slightly different motivation, he'd be a much more interesting. What? Oh, like he's just like a it grumbling. was very weird motivation on his part. He's like, you left us. And he said it like 45 yeah. times. We were friends and you left us. And then it got even weirder when Wolverine's like, now I'm going to kill you. And like I'm if like, he had a line. That is not a response. <laughs> I mean, to it's some a codependent <laughs> issues a little bit. Right. If he had a line, though, Relatable. it was like kind of bisexual where he's like, actually, it meant something to me yeah. when you left. Not just that you I left mean, our team. You know, 92 cartoon shows were full of bisexual <laughs> but there was some <laughs> they're, queer... all, they're all we've seen the drawing <laughs> the art is all bisexual <laughs> there was queer coding though with wolverine uh james and heather as well because yeah. it's this couple that took in this like like a third a third you know <laughs> and like boy. like brought him back to health yeah. and like really like grew close to him like they fucked they totally you, fucked you, you can tell that this is like got queer energy because have you seen jane hudson's haircut whatever happened to baby sings a sad little uh, song in, in puck's voice i like, will yeah. say vindicator's costume and they he called there he's called guardian later on and even heather's costume which is similar she becomes guardian later on she after does, he dies and then doesn't die undies well well, Spoiler. she becomes Vindicator, then Guardian, or vice versa. One of those two. His costume is great. Uh, uh, slaps. Anymore. Awesome. I love, love it. it. I love I actually love... Marvel does a really good job of taking national flags and then making Throwing them into costumes. costumes. Captain Britain's costume? Fucking, yeah. like, baller. That's awesome. so good. Yeah. Costumes, my favorite. Um, Which one? Jesus Christ, what's his name? Union Jack? Not, yes, Union Jack's costume. Union I Jack's costume is fantastic. I mean, Captain America's costume, iconic. So good. You know, and like the Sunfire fucking maple leaf. Them. The fucking maple and, leaf has turned into a costume. Uh, it's so good. And when they stray from it, it looks terrible. Yes. Like, Agreed. Uh, what's Every, his name? Avalon? Captain, Captain Avalon? Avalon? Well, yeah, Garbage. that's not really a flag. Trash. It's not really a flag. But I do like uh, Betsy's Captain Britain costume quite yes, a bit. Yes, yeah. It's very it's good. great. All right, let's talk about the news and the only news that matters, Adam. Uh, well, you mentioned it in the top part. Modoc is probably going to be in Quantumania, and he looks fucking stupid. <laughs> is it just Bill Murray? Well, I'm worried he's I just Bill Murray. Not. That's what I'm saying. I want him to look like a freak. I want him to have the biggest head ever and his tiny little so legs. So it's Maybe funny you mention that because now I, I think that actually makes a lot of sense because what they've shown in, I think it's like preview imagery of either like toys or something to confirm it. And I think what it looks like is it's like it's more metallic armor than it is giant enlarged head. Yes, yeah, so we got a toiler. Uh, uh, this is a toy spoiler. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're trying to make it work. You're really, you're really hitting on all cylinders. I, I wouldn't be against it if it's just this giant monster head and then Bill Murray just comes out of it, Pops takes a little thing it. off, and he's just this tiny little... Would maybe, you... maybe they shrink him down. Maybe it's like a three-foot-tall <laughs> Bill Murray in a giant Look, head. No, that makes I sense. mean, it's hard to make MODOK look acceptable <laughs> because of how just like a massive fucking head I but i do him. think it'd be fun if they had like the massive robot head 
but a human body just dangling Dang underneath. Around. They did a good job of it. That's like in, a bobblehead. Yeah. Yeah. They did a good job of it in, uh, what is that called? Avengers, the game, like the one that came out more recently. Because um, it was like, they showed like he basically was effectively that. Like his head became super deformed and just kept like growing. And then finally he like put himself in a mechanical vehicle that could transport him. So it was pretty gross, but it was all, C- like it would be difficult to have that. It had to be really good CGI in order to actually make uh, make enough of an impact and not look like hilarious. I guess the thing about including him in this is like, does should Modok get true MCU treatment? It, really, the clear villain is going to be Kang, but but Kang's not going to get how, defeated, right? So how like, much could the... you have someone like Modok in the MCU rather than? An I mean, animated property or something. It depends on if they're actually going to introduce AIM as like kind of perennial bad guys. Mm-hmm. If they are, that would be cool. I want Monica Rappaccini. I was just about to say, oh, yeah. she's a more oh, interesting villain for the uh, MCU. Uh, you put a little uh, Parmesan on it, it's a little Rappaccini. <laughs> I mean, whenever I think of Modoc, I also think of um, Arnim Zola. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, giant body with a weird face in his stomach. <laughs> well, you saw what they did with And the they ruined Ar- it. Well, I actually thought no, it was a fine interpretation. Him. Keep going. Okay. Sorry. Well, I actually have no idea where his sentence is going. Arnim Zola, like, he was like one of the uh, antagonists in uh, Winter Soldier. I yeah. know who Arnim Zola is. You don't have to explain that to me. What were you going to say? I was like, I actually kind of like the interpretation they used in Winter Soldier. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah. you want a disembodied uh, head of Agnew from yeah. Futurama. <laughs> did you? you exa- no, I went crying. I went crying from the TV show. <laughs> Wait, so did you? Krang really Krang is, is just Modok and uh, Armenzola put you, together. Did you like him? Uh, the the brief moment where we had him as Vision in What If? Oh right, it's like the little screen. I forgot. I've had control all the power <laughs> in the worst German accent <laughs> possible. Like Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Um, this does mean, though, that the Patton Oswalt show is non canonical. So we can all like celebrate that. That was right? bad. That was a bad. There one. you go. It's what? non-canonical. <laughs> it's funny to me how they describe stuff as canonical. Yeah, yeah. This animated stuff, it's canonical too. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, no, nah. it's not. <laughs> it's canonical in the fact that you want to shoot it out of a cannon. Oh my gosh. I, it does. He does need to be a crazy character, but it feels like he's gonna like be one of those characters that they throw away in the first I assume five it's going to be a third yeah. act villain because I just don't think Kang's not going to be defeated in this one. He's going to be playing from behind what if the they, scenes. What if they do defeat Kang and like Kevin <laughs> Feige has just been like, oh, you thought Di- gotcha. Kang Dynasty, it was going to be, you know, then he changed No, then title. there's a post credits and he's like, good job, Kang. And so he's like, thanks, Maybe Kang. we should talk about this very briefly, <laughs> but um, there's been reporting recently. Very briefly. That there's been reporting recently about how disappointed um, Disney has been yes. with the way that Phase Four has been rolled out. We are going to review Phase Four's in its entirety yeah. and talk about where the what what they did and and where they're going to go in the future. But uh, given how much they were disappointed by it, is it are they disappointed from a revenue standpoint or from a critical and creative standpoint? All, both. Th- all three. three, all three. Okay, I do think it was more critical threat, creative though, in the sense that like I think Bob Iger. In general, like there's the idea that like it's gonna run out of steam if they keep if they overplay it too much. I think Bob and Kevin are smart enough to be like, ooh, you gotta like keep feeding them quality, otherwise people will fall off. Well, I mean the thing I mean, it's just it was a lot of content yeah. as part of it, but also there's more of a thematic through line in phase four versus a plot through line. Yeah. And I think that's the reason that why is it the didn't main issue, yeah. It didn't culminate in like a the like the Avengers, like or some kind of team like coming together, like so it's it's a mixed bag for some people, well, but I like the ambition. It kind of felt like, okay, the Eternals. Like, why? I mean, I like that one. It's one of my favorite ones of the of this. But like, what last did year, it bring years, into the fold? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, where, no, I agree. Oh, with Wolverine you. by Night's there. I mean, Wolverine by Night. <laughs> Werewolf by Night. Werewolf night. <laughs> okay, cool. Wolverine by Night is not yeah. something I want to. It's watch. just it's this it's it's this shotgun <laughs> approach. Wolverine by Flight. No, it's no. the shotgun approach of like. Introducing a whole new concepts don't seem to like interact with well, one another. Well, given given all the anger about Blade and its script, yes, that in conjunction with this, the reporting is that they're really seriously reworking. Yeah, they're trying phase, to sharpen it up. Phases five and six. Well, they want to go to like three movies a year. Um, I think they want to do a lot more one shot specials, like yeah. Wolverine by Night. Well, they Wolverine. really needed to do. Um, <laughs> they needed to bring in the multiple. Yeah. Yeah, Rea- <laughs> not multiple realities, multiple universes stuff in a better way. Yeah, yeah. and and um, 
Doctor Strange. Strange. They literally should have talked about the like conjunctions and made that the biggest deal. Incursions. Incursions. Conjunction. Conjunction. Junction. What's your function? I'm into that. What are they? What? Doctor Strange. It's a conjunction. That's something. That's from something, right? Yeah. Schoolhouse Rock. Well, I know that, but I meant that's from some sort of fantasy media. Yeah. Um, All right, let's talk about the issues. Uh, it's just our, you know, weekly recap. We of got all a things lot X. of issues today. Oh, so many. We've got Dark Web number one, X-Men Red number nine, Immortal X-Men number nine, X-Force number 35, Marauders number I don't know, nine. and Newtons number 32. Number nine, Marauders. But with Dark and Web, we're also... And this is Marauders number nine. <laughs> and with Dark Web, we're also talking about Amazing Spider-Man 14, which was a lead into Dark Web. So, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 14, Dark Web number one, uh, Al Ewing and Michael Dowling, Kyle Holtz, Terry Dodson, and Ryan Stegman. It's, I'm sorry, it's not Al Ewing, it's Zeb Wells. It's know. Zeb Wells? Yeah. I don't know. You got it. How did this? How did this? Is so hey, hey, this is why you leave No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We're blaming Ryan because he's not on. He <laughs> fucked we, up. Should we cancel the episode? <laughs> Let's just start can, this Can out. we just cancel Ryan? It's and, not Al Ewing, that dumb fuck. Right, it's Zeb Wells. Dark Web number one, Al Ewing and, and Adam Kubert. It's Clone Zone if you're ready to bone. The Goblin Queen is back and she's ready to fuck up good storytelling. Uh, I, can you give us, Kaylin, a synopsis of what the fuck is going on in The Amazing Spider-Man that leads us into this? Uh, basically, Ben O'Reilly was the clone of Spider-Man. He was Spider-Man for a little bit. They brought him back during the whole Beyond storyline, which is right before the Zeb Wells relaunch of Amazing Spider-Man happened. Um, through some machinations, which I don't know, uh, ben O'Reilly's memories got taken away from him. He's definitely dealing with a little bit of uh, imposter syndrome, quite literally in this mm-hmm. case, um, and has developed semi-mystical powers. Madeline Pryor sees what, uh, you know, a kindred spirit and saying, hey, let's go fuck some shit up. I can't do it based on the deal I made with Ilyana when I took over Limbo, so you're going to be my agent and I'm going to help you out. Uh, I think this is a really smart storyline and bringing in like the Spider-Man world um, and the X-Men world. It just makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, I think it's been um, uh, the lead up has been really good. And I really liked uh, I can't remember her uh, like regular Eve name. Or Hall- oh, Hall- oh, Eve. Janine. Janine. You all yeah. know Janine. You've been waiting for you mean, this moment. Wait, the no, whole no, no, no. Time. Jane, Jane Hudson. Hudson. <laughs> Jane Hudson. But I think uh, she's got a really cool power. Uh, and so I thought Hallow's Eve was going to be Mary Jane because of the we right hair. When we were obsessed with that. Well, because I do, when we were back at Comic-Con and they were like, it's a character you're never going to guess. And I was like, I wouldn't because I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> you would never guess this character we just, just made, made up. up. Yeah. A conjunction is when two planets look like they're going to collide. So oh, I was pretty, pretty on close. point with what, what oh. happens in the... Okay. Yeah, Baby Jane Hudson, Conjunction Junction is the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we are actually canceled. Uh, All right. So uh, I, I have a problem with this because... Mm-hmm. They just fixed Madeline. They made her worse. Yeah. I actually liked the idea that it's an uneasy agreement that Madeline runs Limbo. And I thought the story might, it has a lot of potential for different ways that things could go wrong that aren't the traditional, well, I'm the villain, so I'm going to try and take over now. And they've defaulted to that, which is disappointing because I think there's other ways that you could explore that conflict of like, I rule my own realm. I've got certain rules that govern me, and I'm also trying to be a better person, but I can still do wrong. I think of Madeline as like the toad and the scorpion. It's like the scorpion, you know, the toad uh, carries the scorpion across the the water, and this, and then the scorpion like stings him. And it's like, well, that's my nature, Madeline. That's her nature now. Is she that is like who she is. She has to do this. Well, I think it's she's also, been conditioned to do this. It's also kind of. I mean, they did fuck her over. They literally didn't want to resurrect her. They've constantly fucked up her life. Like, it's, you'd have to, and now, and you know, to be fair, she's like, I don't think that this was actually an altruistic thing to give me limbo, so I'm still upset about that. Like, this woman is just very damaged, and I can appreciate that, you know, she's not going to, like, 
mega maniacally try to take over everything at all times and be like now my next scheme but she's like yeah i mean this kind of fucking makes sense and i hear you because like my life got fucked up too aren't there other ways that you could explore the expansion of limbo it's the fucking x-men comics no they're gonna wrong that's no bullshit you don't respect she's you don't respect she is she is you don't respect the media (laughs) she isn't she's an agent of chaos and to herself, and she's just bored down in limbo. She's like, well, let me go fuck up some shit. I'm not going to do it directly because I'm going to hold on to the agreement awesome. I have. And I found this person who has gone through the same thing I have. Did you also not see how horrible ruling Chasm. over limbo is? She just walks around and everybody goes, foul, foul, fake, yeah. fake. Like, what I a mean, shitty place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I've seen the real housewives. <laughs> they gave her the thing that fucked her, ruined her in the first it's place. Like <laughs> I will say the only thing I don't like about Madeline, I, her outfit makes her look too much like Mara as an Aquaman's wife. Yeah. Like, it's I, a weird fr- I don't like the I, I don't like the crown and like the little uh, like cape cr- well, like molding you want thing. Those titties hanging out, don't you? I want them titties <laughs> hanging out. Like, the, why fuck up a, a perfectly good design? Things I love: the art, number one. Fantastic. I think really, in a lot of the representations of Limbo, yes, I think as a choice, it has been kind of this bland but still somewhat demonic place. Yeah, yeah. This one actually felt like evil and encompassing. The With other the thing piano. I, I yeah. really enjoyed was um, the. Fight between Ben Riley and Norman Harry Osborne. Norman. Yeah. Uh, that I thought, oh, this actually—it's it, really hard to take Norman Osborn seriously with that haircut. Uh, what is that? I it's iconic. I don't, what is it? I don't get it. You guys don't realize the camp of this scene, <laughs> um, but. That their fight, I thought, was very. It was very satisfying from yes. a conflict standpoint. It I, was really good. I, I like uh, Norman uh, trying to be on the side of the angels, but you know, eventually he's going to revert yeah. back. I'm just. It's sort of this inevitable, but I like it where it's going right now. What well, you say, I was just going to say, I appreciate. I feel like this series, by the end of it, it was just a good first launch. Like I feel like by the end of Dark Web, Ben Riley will hopefully have like a bit more respect or like, cause I feel like comic readers don't really like him. I don't really, I'm like, okay, the clone saga. I shit thought, was, okay. Yeah. So the clone saga stuff went on for way too long, but like Ben as a character was actually very interesting because yeah. it was a way for them to like, so in the nineties, you know, Spider-Man had been published for 30 some odd years. It's like, let's try something fucking new. It was an interesting idea. The problem is they lost so much goodwill yeah. by how long the clone saga went along. So they only kept Ben on as Spider-Man for about a year. Uh, and then they immediately brought Peter back and then reverted back to the status quo of mm-hmm. what was there before the Clone Saga. Let me ask you this, Brent. So um, did it, the context of Inferno, we read that, we talked about it last week. Did that help you get more of a sense of what this is going to be about? Well, in retrospect, it makes the buildup of Inferno look a lot better. Uh, given how chaotic it is quite suddenly. I think I'm, I'm, it's very hard for me to enjoy this first issue because of how much hope I had for an yeah. evil person running Limbo while trying to be better. Um, I am still, Is that just a Catholic guilt speaking? I, yes, yeah. Okay, okay. No, but I, it's always I Catholic. Do... Just, just, just listen to every sentence I have as like Catholic <laughs> guilt. I, the thing I'm, I'm, I'm most annoyed by yeah. is that there are still fucking mailboxes and <laughs> carriages eating people. And Z- Zamboni is St- stupid. Guy. It's the dumbest. It's the That's dumbest. Canadian. Stupid. Yeah. Dumb. No, I do. I agree with you that this does. It feels like if this came maybe like a year from now and they had done a little bit more feeding as to why Madeline might have had this. You don't need that much. Like, give me two issues where Madeline is featured and then like like dealing with some issues in Limbo. Fake, fake, phone, foul beast, foul beast. Point. (laughs) Did you read the Spider-Man issue? Yes. 14? Or whatever it was. Yeah, the the prelude. See, to after that reading that, I was like, "All right, I support some good explanation. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Kill all these. Take take <laughs> over <laughs> the city." I also like uh, Chasm's like uh, aesthetics. Chasm. The visual is really cool. It's a, it's a good like mystical version, evil mystical. version. I just want to know why did she? Why did Janine have to stab that guy with the fork and then break his leg? That seemed really rude. <laughs> <laughs> because she's fucked up. Yeah, that because he stole rude. Baby Jane. <laughs> it really does sound I, like you're describing an episode of Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened? Uh, yeah. Chasm's look it, to me is it, it feels like into the Spider Verse uh, mm. as far as the yeah, style and aesthetic. Yeah, very Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I get his motivation of just like he's lost 
have his memories because Peter took them and won't give them back. But like, yeah. why can't you just like transfer, like, you know, get the memories and then put, put it to him as well and keep both keep your memories. Therapy is very expensive. Like, yeah. like Peter, there's, there's the millions city. of people who will help you. <laughs> Emma Frost could literally just like, okay, here, smash I, these two, done. I do love, though, that like sometimes you see this in real life, too. You never go for the simplest solution. You got to go for the most complex, complex one to cause revenge because you're so upset at the person who you thought slighted you. All right, we've talked about this too much. Uh, I am very interested in how Venom is sort of come coming in because we haven't been reading yeah, Venom. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm just curious of like what's that. happening with Eddie Brock. So so it is disappointing that they're like just make Venom classic Venom. The only saving grace was uh, <laughs> Madeline going. Well, we might have taken too much of his memory. Oops. Oops. Whoopsie daisy. All right. Let's move on to X-Men Red, which was possibly written by Al Ewing. This one was by Al Ewing. Yeah. And uh, art by Stefano Casilli. Uh, Gabriel Summers, finger blasts a coalition of space empires to help Abigail Brand Brand to get her own planet. But surprise, surprise, Storm is not having any of this. She just fucking shows up at that end panel and I'm like, Yes. You came so hard when you said Every time. She like I mean every I feel like every quarter there's at least one panel where Storm is just saying some sick line that's like go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, have God, a taste, so have good. a taste. So good. Uh I want to start first start talking talking about the art. Like Stefano Casali's always been a talented artist even going back to Secret Warriors. My god, the guy's fucking elevated his game. I like loved every Beautiful. goddamn panel. Like it's clear storytelling. It looks great. This is not an easy job to have, and it's just it's a big reason why X-Men Red's so good. And the writing is fantastic. It's like, you know, wheels upon wheels upon wheels. Like Abigail Brand's got her own fucking, you know, you know, strategy. Meanwhile, Cable, Sunspot, WizKid, they've all figured out what so what her strategy is. They're trying to like play that. Um Robert DaCosta. Fucking mm-hmm. great. Sitting has on the this throne. Shitty, terrible counter plan. <laughs> To Love Abigail's it. like eighteen thousand points. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's so funny. But it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the absolute fucking worst plan. Poor Gladiator, though, right? That sucks. He got his whole like brain sucked out. Somewhere. Yeah, that was that was really rough. <laughs> Pretty painful. Uh, but the whole like fine. red is very Game of Thronesy, and that's why I just enjoy it so much. It's like you're just like, wait, that what what? Like it's just twists and twists and twists. I also love how uh, Gabriel Summers just keeps taunting Nova. It's like. Shut up, policeman, or like you fucking cop. You think you're gonna fucking hurt me, you piece of shit. I love Nova. Nova's fantastic. Why? Why? Why do I love him? Yeah, he's just a good everyman. He's a nice guy. Mm -hmm. He's always been a really nice guy. He's just trying to do his best. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just throughout all of Annihilation and stuff, like the fact how much he had to deal with like an entire planet of who he was being destroyed, and he had to take the whole world mind into him. And he's like, I guess there's two of them now because the other one's garbage. But but it is it does remain that it's ass cab. All space cops are bad. Come on, Clark. You know but he's that. not. Um, he's sorry. Not. When, you, when you said ass cap, I assumed you meant America's ass. <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> uh, uh, that is actually the vibe I've gotten from him up until now, because I he's he's shown up as an ancillary character. Uh, is there because he's going to be in the movies? Is there a way that he could be portrayed that? I, I think it's the way that, like... Um, that isn't clo- just Space Captain America. Well, it's not just Space Captain America. It's, it's Captain Marvel. It's, it's, it's some Green Lantern. <laughs> he's, he's Green Lantern. He's, uh-huh. he's, and he's actually Kyle Rayner Green Lantern yeah. before Kyle Rayner, or kind of quasi around Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, who is one of my favorites, is somebody who uh, has this power, used to have thousands of people like him to help him learn who he was. They all got decimated, and now... Like the entire weight of the universe is on his shoulders. I like characters like that. It's like some. It's like the. It's the Frodo of it all. Mm. It's the Luke Skywalker of it all. It's a Campbellian type hero, like somebody who has to take on this universe and be able to, you know, first reject their destiny and then ultimately embrace it, and then be kind of this reluctant hero that ends up doing really well. What do you guys Nova. think of those three Ryan Krulls that killed Manifold? Uh, you mean the guy with two eyes, the guy with sticks pointing out of his head, and that is creepy McLizard face? Let me peek under your hood. <laughs> it's my lizard brain. I gotta make out with everybody. So, so I was gonna. So I he's not on the podcast. So I actually was looking back through the comic as we were talking about this and trying to think like, is there a good question to ask about that? 
And the question, the only question I came up with, has have we seen these characters before? And I realized that was too stupid of a question to ask. So I'm so glad you did. They're have fucking we seen weird these characters gremlins. before? Are they? We have, weren't they? When Gabriel Summers was first, yeah, we've seen them. We've seen them. Yes, background. that's right. They were chanting in his head, right? They're, they've been in the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the last maybe ten ish, whatever, how many issues X Men Red has run? I've been, um, I guess nine, whatever. Um, who, wondering who the hell was on Brand's side because you didn't really have anybody. I guess Gabriel Summers, but uh, and, and I like the fact that Mes- Mesmero. Mentallo, Mentallo, no, Mentallo, Mentallo, is it? Yeah, it's Mentallo. Oh it's yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. I yeah. Wow, Mesmero is a different one. <laughs> well, I love the fact that he's like joined up with her. He's great. Yeah, because he's clearly he's amoral already. He's oh, like yeah, I, he's just doing it for the money. Money, please. You pay me. I do love that Abigail has the most discount psychic. <laughs> On yeah, her, exactly. Because all the good ones won't work with <laughs> her. Yeah. Miss Cleo yeah, that's died. That's and funny. <laughs> so she and they won't resurrect her because yeah. she's a clone of somebody. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Immortal X-Men. Um, Immortal X-Men. Actually, it was, re- it was written correctly. Yeah. Uh, uh, written by Kieran Gillen and <laughs> art by Lucas uh, Wernick. Uh, so Mr. Sinister does a Rick and Morty. Great. And tries to have a coup with the entire Quiet Council. I never thought that the way that he would use the clones of Moira. I loved it. Would be at the start of their being cloned. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. great way of including this without retconning or changing the entire history. But he is using Moira's to just go back to a prior start point and then try and kill particular members of the Quiet Council. It's or like a video game. It's I love so that good. they called it a save point in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. New save point established. Yeah. So, Adam, what did you think of this plot? Is What's the motivation for it? Do you care? Well, what's really funny <laughs> reading the comic, it is a video. There was literally a game that came out, I believe it was this year, Deathloop, or maybe it was late last year. But either way, the whole game is like you literally go to an island and you're trying to kill eight members on eight like leading members of this like cult on an island and if you die you literally just get reverted back to the exact same day so the whole goal of it is to keep playing and end up killing all eight people in one day in one time sequence so that's all this was and i loved every minute that game of sounds it. awesome it's really really good um and it's and infuriating it's so well and it's funny because of conversely it was like hope there's juliana and i won't spoil it but it's like there's juliana and like is another person that's like counter agent trying to kill you. And that's basically what hope played this entire time too, which is like, or destiny where it was like, wait a minute. No, like, wait a minute. No, he's got a gun. He's going to try. So, so silly. Well, this was almost like a a prelude of a prelude of sins of sinister, which is going to be coming out next year. So I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, well, like also, half of the council's now taken out, right? Like that's gonna stick, it seems like, which is really until they resurrect yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so the next three issues were Emma Frost is in Dark Web, and that's you're like, true, okay, right? wait, which true. one did? Yeah. Again, it's that typical example of like you. I mean, if you were just a normal person waking up in the six one six, you just want to kill yourself because everything is possibly going wrong at all times. But if you're poor, you'll get resurrected right, according did, to the Phoenix right. Foundation. Um, I also love uh, Kate's. Uh, characterization because she's still the plucky member of the Quiet Council in the same way that she was the plucky member of the X-Men when she first started, but like clearly has been, uh, you know, honed through years of battle and warfare and all that kind of stuff to be a little bit more hard-edged but like that, like fire of she her being optimistic. She was a fine optimistic. line between serious and playful. Yeah, and it's I so good. This is your. I think you're right. And she good. doesn't have a specific taste in women, mm. which mm. I found interesting. Yeah, but and men, she does. Men yeah, she does. my. Yeah. She, she was the original Peter. girl. She same. was the original phase one. Right. <laughs> um, my favorite thing to come out of this series is Hope and uh, Exodus. Exodus. So it's good. just so fantastic. Good. That connection is just bizarre, and I love it. Yeah. I love Exodus is like, it's an abomination for us to resurrect humans. And Hope's like, get over it, you stupid uh, bitch. That... You're, you're Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. You got resurrected too. Hey, if it's my will, won't you fulfill it? And he's like, how dare you use my vulnerability? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. Love yeah. this fucking series. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to X-Force number 35, Benjamin Percy and Christopher Allen. Beast's black site is immediately falling apart. Sage has a poor battle fighting alcoholism, and Domino's arm is somehow fixed. Um, Clark, how how do you feel about this existing at all? What existing? Uh, X Force the series or yeah, X Force the... X Force specifically, and the fact that they did not use a black site 
in any way that was actually interesting that it immediately dissolved. Oh yeah, it was so quick. The 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 fact that we had to get like whatever his name is, Servers Black, what whatever that at Sirius Black, not yeah. really. And, yeah, and, and Solemn that come in and then they do stuff for a minute and then they're gone again. You're like, okay, the whatever. Why are they the ones who did it? Um I love just everything about Beast is a piece of garbage. Oh, that's the one thing I want to say about Mortal X-Men. I was about to say. The moment where they have Dark Beast just like stuck. ahead. Yeah. 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 And you're like, well, this uh, Beast is not Dark Beast. All right. Yeah. Fuck that. And he's like, fuck you, you are not, my theory. And you're not the darkest beast anymore. Yeah. Or beast. yeah. yeah. So, yeah. F- fuck X-Force. It's stupid. Let's go back to Mortal X-Men. I actually <laughs> really appreciate I like the, the, the conversation or that, that monologue that Sinister had because... To me, it feels like you could easily try and justify Beast's behavior, mm-hmm. but that you have a character in story recognizing how far a person has gone, mm-hmm. to me, means that it's more concrete. Yeah. I also like that with going to X-Force, what I liked about it is Beast is just smart enough to be dangerous, but dangerous to himself as well. Correct. Like It's like you think you're smarter than you are, but you're not. You're like very book smart. You're very brainy. You're no but Mr. You, Fantastic. Uh, but you're no... And you're no um, Professor X. You're no mm. Magneto. You're no Storm. You're no you're no Abigail Brand, your ex-girlfriend, because you don't... You can't see the big picture in the way you think you can. Too you think you're this master now. manipulator, right. but you're just like... You're, you fucked up too badly, and I like that Like he's getting his comeuppance finally in this issue and uh, it'll be in subsequent issues as well my main issue with this and i think i said it last time was that they had to nerf the fuck out of sage in order to make this make sense happen and yes. the fact that like her alcoholism of four issues has suddenly <laughs> been fixed and now she's great and then she stopped him as bad i was bad, like tough writing this? and then so the fact that she's good now has caused him to get mixed and i'm like no 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 no. this should have been longer it should have been more interesting it well, should have i don't think they've resolved her alcoholism though they, they did I, it enough i don't think to, they, i don't think they've resolved it sorry go on. they did it enough that she was finally like, I'll actually They're work like, on Don't this. Don't worry, you've got this. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it mean, was way could, too easy. They could have a relapse as well. I did like that, like, uh, she had Black Tom do the Willow so the Wisp thing yeah. and, yeah. Like, that. and then use that to You like, liked that? I thought it was pretty cool. I hated that. Do you know how hard it is to vaporize liquids? By spraying it out of your mouth? It's the X-Men, bitch. Harder I mean, than cows, yeah. for sure. <laughs> you, you just mentioned Xavier as being someone who's like, you know, future mind yeah. and has everything connected. He's done fuck all for the last four years of comics. He dies best. constantly. Not the best example. He's just right. getting blown up all the time, and you're like, I, he's doing like he's like the least important main character in this entire so we talked Krakoan pre- saga. We talked previously about he's still smarter than Beast, though. Why you disliked Sage suddenly become quote unquote becoming an alcoholic, and to me, I kind of liked it because I thought, oh yeah, the problems of alcoholism suddenly surface when it becomes important for someone's work. I really hated this issue because I felt like it did not understand the nature of addiction and the conflict that it can create. It was used as a plot device mm-hmm. rather than an actual, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. an actual character trait. Yeah, like, the yeah, I think there's going to be ways that they explore it in the future later, which might be better. But this just seemed like... No, I can see that. In like two years from now, we're going to be like, <laughs> remember when Sage had that drinking problem? I'm yeah. gonna say that in two issues. Remember when Sage had the drinking problem? I don't expect him to continue this. It might happen, but I, I, but I think do, this that was, was an easy way to stop Beast. That was the negative for me. That it was like a just it was, it felt very plot centric versus really dealing with the issue and well, the, you know kind of uh, yes, it's plot centric. But I can also see it being pretty close to reality when somebody who is an alcoholic they see the consequences of their action when a friend of theirs or a colleague or somebody they're close to, they're not there to help them when they need it. So like Sage having that moment of clarity when Domino is hurt, I think can like get her out of her stupor, but I don't think it solves her addiction. No, I I think you're right. I think that there were definitely moments in there that felt true that like you recognize that you're, your your alcoholism has diluted you that you're you've got these issues that sometimes you might have moments of clarity where you can do the right thing yeah but all of those were in service of a larger plot to get solemn out of uh, space jail and i don't think yeah i was gonna like knowing knowing, having 
more recently alcoholism close in my family, I can definitely say that this is a way too sped up. And I feel like that's the only reason why I think the, if they were going to go down this route, then they should have treated it with a little bit more care and a little bit more longevity mm-hmm. in a way that it became a real discussion. On you know, if, if the issues with Sage's alcoholism that in the past five issues or whatever were that, oh, she really seems to have like a drink. Literally problem. no one even confronted her about the problem. And but, that, that like, maybe she was making like smaller slip ups now and that it continued to build over time can i ask y'all in superhero comics yeah genre comics have you seen uh maybe a more realistic or more accurate portrayal of addiction i imagine that, so yeah when arsenal was doing drugs or whatever back in the 80s i don't, I don't know if this is controversial oh, yeah. but i do think i have i think tony stark i was gonna say Iron Demon Man, in, a bottle. In, in the M- mcu hmm. The only negative on it is that it's ultimately a virtue uh, when he <laughs> when he saves the day in Endgame. I think his addiction to like needing to save people looks more real to the feeling you get from any high of like I've got I've got to do something. Do no matter how many co- costs, it's savior complex for sure. It just I- destroys every relationship, except that in the MCU, it really doesn't ruin his life. I- so that was a stand-in for actual alcoholism, which was in the comics. They yeah. did not do that. They tr- they kind of teased it, and early see. on, when you see him drinking, whatever. Yeah. But I'm talking about actual addiction, addiction to substances, alcohol, drugs, whatever. And they uh, did that with Captain Marvel as well, but I don't remember it. Carol Danvers. Yeah. yeah. And I you felt uh, Rogue took it from her. So you- I, there you go. I think all the pieces work. I think it just like it was. I think like Clark says, it's just very crunched i don't think there were elements like it could have been better like it could yeah. and it can still be better to your point like it's not like they officially closed the book but it did feel way too happy of an ending to get to the end point of like now we've got be solved like you know it all it just falls in, in regard to that but there wasn't like anything stand out you're like ugh, that's like not really thinking about it correctly but i the reason i ask is i can't think of it yeah. and like i would love to see like how people deal with you know either substance use or substance abuse because yeah. i don't think if you do, if you obviously, if you drink, doesn't mean you're alcoholic. Right. If you take drugs, doesn't mean you're a drug addict. I would like to see like kind of that fine line of like somebody who is, you know, part, you know, uh, take partaking in certain substances, like it doesn't lead to addiction, or if it does lead to addiction, how they're managing it, yeah. you know, and it doesn't become a plot point. To me, it feels like one of the taboos of like Disney making cinema or whatever that. It's the same way of sexuality, that you ultimately cannot have your characters really face reality because it's too uncomfortable for yeah. for the broad audience. That's potentially true. How uh, much did um, Kick and Morrison's run continue for characters? Uh, Addiction and everything like that. It was just like, I'm addicted for a minute. Yeah. The ca- it felt very like a remnant of the 80s and 90s mm. uh, transferred into early, early aughts comics, but... I don't know. I am uh, moving off the addiction thing for a second. I am interested to see the uh, consequences of them capturing Beast and what that means vis-a-vis the the Quiet Council. What does Charles do with this? You know, Charles has uh, given Beast, uh, pardon the pun, a very long leash to be able to do what he needs to to quote-unquote protect Krakoa. But if like Sage and Domino and now Omega Red basically said, this guy is doing some shitty things and you have... You know, I don't know what the hell happens with Colossus. They've dropped that plot point uh, with the <laughs> with the uh, the author, Jesus. the writer, or and, so you think. or so you think. It's just simmering in the background. That's and, fine. And because Wol- they left the Peacock Man as well. Yeah, and Wolverine clearly issue, can't he shows up next him. issue. He has yeah. Zeno's come back. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, as one of the two different sinisters we've yet to meet. Oh, oh, mm, actually, yeah, that's a great, great point. Great point. I would love that. xenophobia. Uh, all right, Marauders number nine by Steve Orlando and Eleonora Carlini. I. I read it twice. I don't know what happened. Adam, what happened? What it happened was... Somehow, Strife has returned is the only <laughs> takeaway from it for me. Uh, no, I really... I do enjoy the core content. I think the storyline's interesting, and I I actually really... So do. the Marauders are back in time. Yes, they're still two going... Billion they years. went two billion years to threshold, threshold, which is on Earth at the time. The first mutant enclave Lave. or whatever... Yeah. And there is an effort to basically stop Archaea and what is now Sublime 
um, which are bacterial monsters that have been bred to hate, and they'll Created tell you that every time. In order, to, <laughs> in order to stop the water people, or yes, the, the unbreathing war. Why didn't they call the storyline "Bacteria to the Future"? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so what, I hate that. What I hope so is going much. on because all of this flies in the face of everything we know about Marvel history. Because yeah. Marvel history really started a million years ago, or at least. The creation of humanity and that first do. Avengers, that's the Avengers, right? yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Now they're two billion years. Of, I hope this was all a future culture that Stife is involved in. That oh. over decades, or not decades, like centuries, they kind of don't remember nowadays that they used to be a culture in the future. They're actually in the future now. A future one? No, 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 no. Now. A future one. They traveled back in time, created their culture in two billion. BC, whatever, fucking yeah, yeah. I, uh, because if not, I don't want to see something that totally changes everything. I don't like. This. Well, t- I love that idea. That I mean, strife there. It's so it almost, has to be some it's sort almost of like the thing. snake eating its own tail. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that they are so far in the sci-fi future mm-hmm. that they're actually in the past. Well, they, yeah, because but, the universe cycles or whatever. Well, that, Clark, oh, I, well, I think that. Clark's point is like like somebody from the future traveled to the past, created yeah. this past culture. Oh, I understand, and then. Oh centuries later no, I don't think it'll still be I, I agree it'll just disappear over time right because in reality and the without them intervening in the plot they all get destroyed by the two bacteria yeah but i also uh, li- i like i have always liked the idea of like advanced societies far back in the past and something happens that like there's no actual like written or oral history that it just gets forgotten it's like to a certain degree it's like what happened at the end of rome and the beginning of the dark ages like you know they actually like uh, they devolved, yeah. like society devolved, humanity devolved because they didn't keep proper records mm-hmm. of like what the advances of Romans made. I will. Uh, part of what makes it difficult to track, I love every still frame of the art from Carlini is very pretty, very She's totally my feel. totally my storytelling is a problem. It is well, and it doesn't help. And they might have plastered giant names on their legs. You can't tell who the fuck is talking or what's <laughs> happening the entire time because they all look the same. So I appreciate the commitment to like the cool rescue costumes. But that was like the hard part because I don't think it was even the art that I was just like trying to look at their legs to be like, who's talking and like who's underneath that helmet? It doesn't help that Marauders also came out the same week as Immortal and Red, which are like two of the best of and the And telling stories that are like really connected to things that are going on right now. This... And the art really doing a great job in both those books yeah, of telling. not only looking beautiful, but being clear storytelling. So conceptually great. Um, execution still having issues for me i'm just in love the tempo's in love i really enjoy their cute <laughs> the little quickest adventure. dumbest thing ever no hey hey hey, hey. <laughs> she can manipulate time yeah. <laughs> this is a normal no yeah this is normal for her i also hey, that's how fast i move into relationships yeah, this, <laughs> is, hey, this is how fast lesbians move into that's relationships true. Yes, one conversation true. on a beach well, and she can also speed it up to like get right to the U-Haul, you know, right. into the driveway. Uh, I also do appreciate Steve's uh, love of like just deep cut characters. Not that Stripe is deep cut yeah. necessarily, but like bringing him back, it's like, oh, you're a you're a fucking child of the '90s, you dumb bitch. I love it. Oh, like yeah. you just want to you, you want to play with the toys that you read uh, when you were a kid. It is the most. I, I do enjoy it because I love a discount villain. That, I love a nobody who just shows up like, yeah, I'm your problem. And you're like, I don't know. Who like, who, who? What? The only thing that I'll say, too, about this, what I like is that it's a very book ended sequence. So, like, we're never going to see a movie of it. But this is one of those ones where I'm like, oh, you could easily lift and shift and make this a movie. Right. You pick the team, set, come up with threat like. They would mix and mingle the teams, but like X Men can't have a movie about this in the future because it's yeah. so. I like how, close. how many rhymes you're using. <laughs> Lift and shift, mix and mingle. <laughs> I wish that Aurora mattered. Oh yeah, she's nothing. She's just a romantic interest, and mm-hmm. that's it. That's the other problem. Insomnious, romantic interest, interest in that. That's the problem too. It doesn't feel like the team is gelling. Yeah, but to be fair, that the, the Jerry Duggan run, the team didn't really yeah. gel either. They just kind of focused on like Kate and Emma for the yeah. most part. Occasionally featuring the other characters. Now it's so. more Dokken, Cassandra, and. I mean, they're Tits. not even using Cassandra much either. They exploded Dokken. I mean, they're all interesting characters. <laughs> it is that, a very that story. Uh, everyone heavy. seems like a supporting character. Yes. Everybody seems like a supporting yes, character. Yes, it's not. Yes, the team isn't a team. Well, he's no. trying to, and I, I can appreciate. I mean, you literally introduced, what, three or four? There's like the elf one, there's the 
uh, like goth twang. There's yeah. the one that likes to eat things or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like they every group has them. They're trying to land that that the ugh, I hate using that. Cause I was like land the plane. Ugh. But they're like landing all of these characters, so they're spending a lot more time building out that lore. Yeah, I, I hate using the word plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say it's fascinating that like the same week as Dark Web came out, where you have clones of existing characters like trying to cause a little bit of like mischief and mayhem you have strife who's the clone of an existing character doing the same thing as well it'd be kind of cool if they'd found Get a way to around. like yeah it, 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 integrate him into dark web as well we also have Supl- sublime in two different issues going which on. is a whole different thing which is a great segue. you know that 90s band you love it's back, back. oh <laughs> with a vengeance uh, in pog form santeria <laughs> is coming your way yeah. baby. let's talk about Numians number 32 by charlie jane anders and alberto jimenez albuquerque escape swaps places escapade with- escapade <laughs> Escaped? Es- is that what you just said? Es- no, escapade. Okay, it's I like, read things like Dory. Janet Jackson's number on. one hit, "Swaps Place." Uh-huh. <laughs> es- I Good even song. wrote it correctly. Escapade swaps place with her captors, the U-Men, who are stupid, <laughs> and they look like the robots from Lost in Space. They do, but, but yeah. not not the cool 1960s version. The Netflix one with the whirring arms, terrible. Yes. Um. Do you think they pushed the limits too far on what her powers could be? Do you think they made bad choices? I want three way? swaps. Yeah. So it's it becomes inception. It's not far enough. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, sw- if you swap once, you have to be kicked back. Before people start getting real negative, I will say I like still like the character of Escapade. Somebody who's like, I don't really want to join the X-Men. Love it. That's great. I, you know... I'm here. Emma convinced me to do this to help me learn my powers a little bit better. I just want to. I just want to exist as a, as an individual. That's all I want. Uh, and I like the idea of a character like. I that. I think that the introspective part of the comic was great. Correct. Wondering what your powers meant, how it felt to be part of a community. Yeah. What your powers mean in relation to other people. Fantastic. The conflict around it got a little bit like wonky i don't know it seems weird to me that the we we don't have a good definition of how her powers work and this is defining it in a way that gets increasingly crazy yes she is seen as someone else when she swaps sometimes uh and then she could swap again but that person could just escape and then she would just swap right back i don't i don't know it seems weird i think it all makes sense it's just an interesting it's just a very interesting power You're right. Set. I'm stupid. I, yeah, yeah. Shut no, up, Brian. Yeah. It's just weird that his entire plan and what he's going for and doing is just like he Sublime. wants no girl and that's it. Like, that's his big deal. Okay, whatever. Who cares? Oh, yeah. The con- the, the most important thing, I just get this very, girl who used to be a brain. Peculiar. Yeah. Yeah. The Plot wise, it's not great. Uh, I don't understand why Sublime is here, but also <laughs> no. in Marauders. Hopefully they'll find a way to make connect. If they don't, it just seems like. An did we already mistake. know that he was a bat? Because I like in the last, last issue we wow. did. That was the reveal that so, I'm bacteria. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah. we've known what, we've known he's bacteria he pull, for a long he pulled time. The, he pulled the character close and said, "I'm bacteria." No, yeah. that's I just meant like I wasn't. I know that there was the reveal in Marauders that it was Sublime, but then like within this, I was saying like when the U Men were introduced and Sublime was originally introduced as part of chasing after No Girl or Sarabella oh. in, in older runs, like. Or I was wondering, I'm like, did they write in the thing of like, yeah, he's just bacteria now. And I'm like, wait, how did no, they he's know out, Literally, he was the like first thing that was ever created, which they've totally changed if he's yeah. blah, blah, blah with two billion okay. years ago instead Understood. of pre-Cambian million, like five million and billion. Subline was also part of Kick, bringing it back to addiction. Oh, I so see. Like, the, like when people were taking Kick, they were actually taking in parts of Sublime I- to like transform themselves oh, i will say, say kudos again. kudos to the writing and planning what? team in the sense that i do like that so much of it of things are being featured and running on the same tracks i just hope to that point it all like comes together in a way that it's not like an editorial mistake of like yeah we've got sublime in two places and never the two shall meet the problem also with new mutants because this after the next issue i believe it's going like new mutants is going to end yeah so right, new mutants has been the redhead stepchild of like the entire like hickman krakoan era of of the x-men um, where you first had Hickman doing his run with her out in space, which was a lot of fun. You had the Ed Brisson stuff, which is pretty forgettable. You had the Vita Ayala stuff, which was a mixed bag, from my opinion. Like mm-hmm. Decent character stuff at times. Plot stuff was a little uh. And then Charlie Jane is coming in to do this sort of 
you know, like just bringing in uh, the character that she created and doing this like sort of swan song for the title. And then so when something comes back about the younger mutants, it's got to be something else. And there's got to be be Bishop. It'll be Bishop War College, which is a five, but that's a five issue miniseries. So main issue with this is why? Why is this the last storyline in New Mutants? Why is all this existing? Why is Escapade the one involved in this random plot line? Why is she, why she the main character in this other thing that's totally unrelated to her? I just feel like none of this matters to me at all. To me, this feels like the formation of a New Mutants team. That like you've got these characters with different insecurities who suddenly have to work together and Unfortunately, they're in a position where, as far as like the editorial board goes, they need to just like already be a team. They already need to be supportive of each other. Mm. I love Escapade's concerns about uh, Krakoa, uh, Sarah Bella's uh, annoyance with the way I love that, that push. mutants have been treating her. Mm-hmm. That yeah. like they called her no girl and thought, oh, this is a perfectly fine thing to say, <laughs> yeah. whatever. That. Do- they, no, girl, it wasn't. They feel like characters <laughs> with a lot of personality that could become a great team over time. Yeah. But now they are, like, wrapping the story up. Well, yeah. this feels like the, uh, what is it, with the Marauders Annual where they were fighting Brother Blood or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, yeah. And, and we were like, why are you all here? What's <laughs> happening? Blood, why DC is that character, character happening? Yeah. Uh, do you remember the issue? I don't remember when it was. I think it was a, around um, Schism. Where they just kind of forgot No Girl and she was just buried in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> they just find her and they're like, oh, oh, yeah, no yeah. God. Well, take you somewhere. I love that. That no- was great for her. <laughs> was that like, No Girl or probably, Forget Me Not? For like months, they just had her like sitting in the dirt. Yeah, I did also so like, weird. I liked Sarah Bella's push on Escapade as well, which was like when she was just like, yeah, fucking kill me. They'll resurrect me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. That was the one thing I liked. Just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what? Do it. Right do between it. the eyes. Do it. <laughs> I, I think it would have been more fun if she didn't know how to kill her. <laughs> like, there's nothing. What do I use? What, ah, what, do, do, I, what do I do? And then someone comes and then, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the ball of bacteria comes in and stops her. Well, one more issue. One more issue. Do, do we know whether what, what the fuck's happening with X-Force? I mean, we got this ending. Is X-Force just sticking around while there are three issues of everything think, else? I think Maybe. with Fall of... So the Sins of Sinister is the main kind of thing, and then X-Men are doing the thing with Captain Marvel and the Brood. I think with Fall of X, there will be a... X-Force, bro- Wolverine, totally stopped. Wolverine, got, Wolverine will end, uh, I think, as a solo title uh, for a while. I wonder if they'll do one. I mean, they're doing that X-23 miniseries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wonder if they'll do like a Laura Wolverine series or a Laura and Logan Wolverine series. So. I mean, if awesome. this issue ended with Beast finally captured, it would make, you know, put in jail. It would be good in that way. And also, if they want to end this with, as I said, another Sinister, it would be good to immediately join that in with the other two mm-hmm. Sinisters. Okay. But who knows? I would yeah. love a solo series of old Laura Yes. And sink. Just buddy copping it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're getting a different o- o- older Laura, not older Laura, but Laura from the past. Remember reading that five issue miniseries? X23. Yeah. Yeah, for no fucking yeah, reason. Yeah, that's, I don't want that. I don't care about that either. But yeah, I, th- I feel like um, it's going to go into a whole new cadre of books. Pop. I did it good. Marvel uh, pop. I get it. Uh, that sound means it's time for Plug Me Daddy. We always like to wrap up with a little segment we call Plug Me Daddy, where we talk about the things that we've enjoyed or didn't and stuff. Uh, so <laughs> time to quickly highlight. Let me go through mine quickly. God damn. My brain is Just not throw yourself today. over the All right. On it. All right. Who's got something they yeah. want to plug? I already talked about Ban- Ban- um, B- Banshees of Inishirin, uh earlier with uh, Colin Farrell. Yes. I, there's another one that came out, another TV sh- movie with him in it. That's called um, After Yang. Yeah. Where it's fantastic. It's about his family. And then there's like a an Asian kind of robot that has been with them the entire time because their daughter is Chinese. And they wanted some sort of like Chinese cultural person to actually help her mm. grow because he's a, uh, the father's white, the mother's black. And it's just fucking fantastic. It's a really good show. Very introvert. What I mean, it very Yang? after Yang. After Yang. And, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's and it takes place futuristic, but it's like soft sci fi. So it's actually believable the entire mm. way through yeah. the um, whatchamacallit girl from um, from White Lotus is in it, you know, mm-hmm. like the helper of Jennifer Tanya. Yeah. No, 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 no. Her, her, her helper girl. What's her name? 
Oh, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, so actress, assistant. Yeah, assistant. But yeah, it's so it's fantastic. So where can people can find it? Uh, nowhere. Um, <laughs> I don't actually know. I didn't. Well, I watched it. In a, it's a, a show I made up in. My right. I think, oh no, it's oh, a book. I, 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 did you cur- like that? Because cur- I'm writing a script. <laughs> currently, you have to pay for it. Uh, pay like, for where? where? How? I, every single thing. Oh, uh, like, like on Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, iTunes. Or you can just go to one two three movies dot or whatever the fuck it's called and watch it. Well, that's a great way to get a virus. Caitlin, what uh, no, it's got? not because there's no pop-ups on that one. Ooh. So what I got is so last weekend, Adam, uh, me, and Adam's boyfriend Andrew went to PAX Unplugged, which is a board game convention in Philadelphia, and we played a bunch of Marvel games. And I picked up uh, Rock Paper Heroes: Enter the Danger Room, which features the X-Men. Uh, so it is a game I have not played yet, but it looks really cool, and I'm excited to play it. So I want to plug that. Um, wait, what's the mechanic? <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I haven't played it yet. <laughs> Look at that pretty box, though. Look at the. Pre- I saw it. I was like, I want to buy a game. So I, I bought it. In my head, I want to keep pronouncing heroes the same way scissors. Oh, that's is. what it was. Rock papers. Papers. <laughs> heroes. But heroes always win, right? Hezers. Yeah. Um, well, I will Not plug a game. Paper. I will plug a game from Pax Unplugged that we all actually did play, which was Dice Throne. Uh, they have a Marvel edition, and so what so it is. Fun basically just battle Yahtzee. You can do one-on-one, two-on-two, or three-on-three. Wait, that's how Yahtzee's played? Or for all. And everybody has their own character. You're basically rolling five dice at a time, but there's cards you can use, power-ups, and moves you can use. Every character is built differently. So Captain Marvel's like a heavy puncher. Black Panther takes a lot of damage, then releases his uh, kinetic shielding. Uh, and what is it? My Loki. favorite. Loki was really good. Yeah. Trickster. And then I had Doctor Strange, who was great because you just do nothing but fuck up the opponent and cast spells. Um, so just fell in love with it. We got like a battle chest. It was like a hundred bucks, and you get all the eight of the characters that came in the rain. Yeah. So we'll came start, in the rain. came in the run, the rain, the run, the bun. So um, I don't know. Pick it up. It's great. It's called Dice Thrones. They have two of their own seasons as well, and I believe you can mix and match characters. So. All I know is we're going to fucking play it and then immediately buy more. I have an unplug, by the way, from PAX Unplugged. Uh, oh. Bec- the stupid... Okay, so there's a stupid electoral politics game where you have to win the presidency. It's called... Uh, yeah, we know how our country works. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody does, by the way. Um, it was so dumb, but I just I had to play it because of what I do on my day job. And it didn't at all like simulate like how electoral politics works. It's like you... You uh, compete against other players, and you're waging on which state you win, and it's just whoever has the most amount of money. You get a certain amount of money each round. We know how electoral politics <laughs> works. But this yeah. game doesn't. Yeah. Uh, my plug is for Stutz. It's a documentary on Netflix. Uh, it's made you by, love those documentaries. It's made by Jonah Hill, and it's about his therapist. The thing I love about it is that his therapist is a grounded, reasonable person who has tools to help people very immediately i just think it's fun it's very enjoyable uh check it out if you're interested in self-help it's not crazy woo woo uh crystal sci-fi um after yang can be found on show to any showtime thing which, is ta- which can be attached to hulu or Ep- uh, amazon, amazon prime yeah so fucking deal with that all right that's been our episode <laughs> we've been homo superior you can find us on twitter at homo superior x or uh, Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. You can find us on OnlyFans at Adam Kastari slash Caitlin.com. That's a scary combination. Yeah. Uh, Still we, zero followers. We're hoping that this I want the neg- day. Negative followers. Negative, negative followers. followers. We're paying people uh, oh. to watch our feed. <laughs> hey, uh, we've been Homo Superior, and if you're listening to us, you're one of our negative followers. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.